0: hello playdate this is don
1: and this is nick
0: and there is no ryan this week at some point around here ryan made a little message so maybe maybe if ryan's lucky we'll stick it in here hello don and nick this is ryan clater a longtime listener and co-host and first time caller i just wanted to send you guys a quick voice message from afar uh i'm recording this shortly before i head out on vacation with my family i'm so sorry i'm not going to be there On the show with you guys this week, for week number nine, there's a couple of really amazing games. But I wanted to call real quick just to remind you and give you a quick tutorial. So between each of the things you guys talk about, remember, it's boobity, boop, 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 boobity, boop. And then you follow it by whatever you're going to talk about. Pretty easy. Done. I especially want to hear it from you. Okay. So I will see you guys next week.
1: Can't wait to get back
0: together again for week number ten, Games. In the meantime, have a great episode. Bye. We are going to uh, talk about some playdate news and indie games and the season nine releases or season one, not season nine. We time travel. Not, we did not time travel forward five or six years, but se- season one week nine releases. So thanks in- for listening.
1: Yep. Incidentally, that's what Ryan's doing right now. Time traveling.
0: Time traveling. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's saving President Lincoln. He's right turning that crank. We speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Nick, uh, yes. Well, do you want to tell them why you haven't played these play play jam games we're about to talk about?
1: Yes, and uh, I apologize profusely to everybody who would like to hear my input on that. Um, but I managed to injure my hand uh, badly, my right hand, and uh, that's my cranking hand, Don. Yeah. So I've had a hard time playing the play date. Um, I did manage to put in. Uh, The work for this week's show before the injury, but uh, unfortunately the um, play jam was fully uh, announced. The theme was announced and and the games were started after the injury. So um, that created a bit of a problem for me, Um, but hopefully next week, um, maybe we can, we can all chat a bit more about it.
0: Next week will be worse because now you can't play this week's games and... The, the week ten games are you gonna be able to play them for next week's show?
1: i my plan is that I'm gonna quit my job and only Good. play eight games from from now on. That's what,
0: then you I'll can fall. like wrap a sock around your hand.
1: I'll catch up, yeah.
0: yeah. Or have Good one idea. of your kids like move the crank while you're hitting.
1: Maybe pad. my kids can play them and I'll observe. I'm
0: trying to remember, one of them is a crank-heavy game. The other game for next week, you don't need the crank. You could probably lay it on the table and play. That might but, work, but uh, yeah, this week possibly Axolotl did the uh, he hosted the play jam, so it was mm-hmm. a game jam for the play date, and it lasted uh, I think three days. But then they put up the entries, so voting is right now. So there will be a link in the show notes to the submission page. There were eleven entries, and you can go in, you can try all the games you can download them on itch and either load them into the SDK or load them onto your playdate play them and then rate them and the top 5 will win a feature or a I think it was a, a role in, the, in his discord and a feature on Twitch something like that but uh anyway the the, the key what do they call it like the theme I guess mhm the theme was something's missing so the theme Nobody knew it until the PlayGM started, which is a cool idea. I didn't know how this worked, but I guess that makes sense not to let everybody know so no one could jump the gun. But Mm -hmm. something's missing. And so I went ahead and I downloaded all of them. There's one called the Missing Note, which you could not download to the play date. You have to play it in the SDK, which I did not try yet. He said there's some sort of bug. So that one is missing. That's the something missing from these 11. (laughs) Okay. But I did play the rest of them. And I went through and rated them. And there's some cool ideas in here. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to highlight uh, Shrimp Boom is made by Low Tech Games, who made a tapeworm disco puzzle. Tapeworm mm-hmm. puzzle? Disco? Tapeworm?
1: Disco puzzle.
0: Disco puzzles. yeah. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but he made a side-scrolling shooter where you're a little shrimp and you collect more arms. So you have a bunch of shrimp arms and shoot a bunch of other sea life. It's which a pistol cool. shrimp. Oh, it's a pistol shrimp. Oh, that makes so much more sense.
1: Yeah. yeah and the, an idiot. the graphics in this one are hilarious. I love them. Yes. Um, very, very cute. Yeah.
0: Very impressive that he got this done in just a couple days. So quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one looks very professional. There's also one called Avava, mm-hmm. which if you look at the title, it's A-V-A-V-A. So... Yeah. If you look at the D-pad, it's up, down, up, down, up. Oh. Uh, and the idea is you're looking at a set of runes and one rune will be missing. And the runes uh, emulate the directions on a D-pad and you have to figure out which one is missing. Very quickly though. So you're trying to get sort of like a quick puzzle game. So try to get cool. a combo of like hitting the, the correct one that's missing over and over. So that one, that one was really fun. That was a highlight definitely a highlight. And another one called Redacted I wanted to specifically call out.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: This this one, you need to visit the page and read what's going on because I did not <laughs> and I went to go play it and I did not understand what was going on. So it just shows you this wall of text when you get into the game, which is just pulled from a, a classic. And there's like a little book at the top and a blob of ink at the bottom. And the idea is you you censor out words, but they create platforms. And so... Mm-hmm. You're creating platforms to jump up to the little book at the top of the page, but you only have so much ink. So if you redact a really long word, it uses a lot of ink, but it makes a really wide platform for you to jump onto. But if you redact like the word I or something or an, it's a very small word, so it doesn't use as much ink and it's a smaller platform, but you are using it to climb your way up. And then you use the crank to scroll up the page. Okay, so. Pretty cool idea. Looks pretty slick. So I guess I'm, I'm showing my hand. But those were two of my favorites. (laughs) But anyway, there's a lot of variety here, so give them a shot.
1: There's some. I'm always very impressed with the graphical or artistic Mm -hmm. uh, talent that happens comes together so quickly. That is not something that comes together easily for me uh, in games, uh, yeah. that I make. So I'm, uh, just really, really impressed. Uh, everybody who's put in, uh, one of these, there's some really impressive animations and things that have been made. So, um, they're, they're impressive to me. Uh, maybe they're not too, uh, more artistically inclined developers. or artistically inclined people, but, uh, I am just really shocked that people were able to make these with within just a few days. Um so cool and it,
0: you could use some sort of asset libraries, and I think they posted links oh. ahead of time, okay, but the games do look fairly different from each other uh,
1: they're they're pretty distinct. You have everything ranging yeah. from kind of sort of standard pulp uh mm-hmm. type uh sprites to to very very sophisticated sprites and animation so um it's uh a big range it's it's pretty cool, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, a game called uh, Herb Tales or Herb Tales was mm-hmm. one of the most graphically advanced games, but by the time I got to that, one, I was getting pretty sleepy, so I didn't I didn't play that one too far. You're like picking herbs and you have to match them to this like shopping list, and I was my eyes were getting too tired for all that. But I will I will go back and try that one. But yeah, there's a lot of talent here, so I hope some of these games become even more fleshed out and we see them uh, become full full size releases soon mm-hmm. so definitely yeah thank you for hosting this and uh, possibly axolotl i feel it still feel like i'm saying that wrong <laughs> but anyway that person and thanks everybody for participating ha- showing us these cool ideas
1: yeah definitely um can't wait to to try them
0: get in there and and everybody go try them out and vote got Rape a couple them. days left yes yeah uh speaking of new releases though also, I wanted to mention Fish and Feathers mm-hmm. from, who is it? Is it Vogelscript? Yes. And he did the Bird and Beans um, homage, I guess, recently, but it, it was removed from the store. And so he he reworked a similar game in this, this sort of fishing flying game where you're a penguin with a really long tongue. Well, a fishing rod, right? longer a tongue it's a fishing rod and you're catching fish out of the sky and uh, this one just hit itch so it's got the same really cute art style that or a similar really cute art style that bird and beans had but he, had, he was able to add his own touches since he wasn't creating he wasn't emulating a, a previous game so mm-hmm. there, there's like a fishing journal there's I don't know, maybe 20 different types of fish and as you catch the different types of fish, they get added to your journal and they've got little descriptions and whatnot. And it keeps track of the size and what date you caught them, how many you caught and whatnot. Um, there's a difficult mode. You can, you can unlock if you catch more fish. Um, of course you get more points, the higher up the screen they are. And so I was doing really bad, but he's, he's quick to offer support in the uh, squad discord. So I was like, I've been playing really long games, and my my score still sucks. I'm not unlocking this extra mode, but I was catching all the like ten point fish at the bottom of the screen, not the three hundred point fish at the top of the screen. Ah, yeah, I need to push myself.
1: No, no risk, no reward, Don.
0: <sighs> Obviously. <laughs> so.
1: Uh, this looks amazing, and uh, can't wait to play it. And uh, it's it's cool how much content uh, is. In a game like this. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to digging in. And uh, I see that at the moment, uh, June 28th, as of this recording, uh, it's on sale 40% off. It's $3 or more.
0: Yeah, 3 bucks. Um, Such a deal.
1: Yeah. For, and it's
0: got, uh, a, it's got a leaderboard, too.
1: Really? Nice. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I should mention that he did provide review copies, so... Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. But uh, if you did purchase burden beans, you, you can get a upgraded copy uh, included for free with, with that previous purchase. But if you missed out, $3 is a heck of a deal. Cause it's a, it's a really good game. So cool. Check it out. That's like a mini indie game of the week review,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you to Mac Vogelsang saying for um, the review codes and uh... I look forward to trying it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, get healed up and give it a shot. We'll do. Oh, and pro tip: don't use the crank. You can use the crank, really, but I don't use the crank. Not using the crank, I've played so much better. I huh. just hold, I think, the A button, and it makes the tongue come out. Okay. Doing the crank, I was like I'm just too old and slow. <laughs> for using the crank. I don't know. Yeah, I should get okay. my kids on the crank. Maybe, maybe. Maybe there's some skill to using the crank or something. I don't know.
1: Well, the itch page makes a, a big deal about it, so uh, that's. I'll be interested to try it and see if I feel. The try same both. Way. Yeah. yeah,
0: I didn't unlock the advanced mode yet, which has like a vacuum thing. So maybe the maybe the crank is ideal for vacuum mode. I don't know. Anyway, so, cool game. Sounds good. Link in the show notes, but Nick, do you have an indie game of the week?
1: Well, Don, I definitely do, but uh, Ryan left us a note and so I'm gonna I'm gonna try this here. He said boopity boop boop boop, which is oh, right. his little sound effect. So almost forgot. Go. Yeah. It's like Don't he's
0: worry. here, right here in the room with us.
1: <laughs> he's right over my shoulder. Um Don, I have been playing or I was playing a game called Tsukima. And uh, this is a well, first it was developed. By a developer called Soba, okay, um, and it is a Japanese action RPG, and it's made in the style of Japanese action RPGs from the eighties, like uh, Ease or um, Hydlide, um, things of that nature. And I uh, really enjoyed. I I never played much Hydlide uh, when I was younger, but I recently got into the nes version of Hydlide, which i hear is uh not a good version of (laughs) Hydlide, but it's uh i was really enthralled by it uh when i played it so i saw this come up on uh in the playdate squad discord maybe or on the playdate dev forum i'm not sure where i saw it initially but uh i knew i had to try it so um this game comes in uh english and japanese uh but I played the English version. Um, And I will say that there's a a little technical hurdle that you have to jump over. The English version uh, will not install to the Playdate right away. Um, Mm. You have to tweak the uh, zip file a little bit. So inside the zip file for any Playdate game, there's a little JSON descriptor file and then a few other files, assets, and the the actual... um, programming uh in compiled form um depending on the language that you use uh and the json file had to be tweaked pretty heavily before it would install um i don't off the top of my head remember it. i installed this when it came out back in may um and i don't remember exactly what i did but if anybody listening is having trouble getting it installed um just give me a shout uh, either on the discord or via email, and I'll be happy to try to walk you through. Um, I feel like this game is definitely worth a look, especially if you enjoy those kind of uh, 80s action RPGs uh, where you're, this isn't a, a bump to attack. There is a, a button attack, um, but it's close to that uh, standard. So if you're familiar with that kind, um, is probably going to be up your alley. It auto-saves frequently. Um, I don't know if it's every time you switch screens, but it's pretty close to that. Um, and there's caves to explore. It's a, a fairly sprawling overworld uh, compared to most Playdate games. So um, it's it'll hold your attention for a while. Uh, and I have gotten... not very far in it yet but i'm looking forward to playing it more and uh i played it a bit more this past week and uh really enjoyed my time with it so um if that sounds like it would strike your fancy give it a shot
0: it seemed like a pretty difficult one i mean i played it kind of late at night so maybe i just was off my game but you have like a little tiny sword that pops out right yeah when you attack yep and I just was dying pretty easy, so I don't know
1: if I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's normal. Um, okay, it's challenging, then. It is challenging. Okay. So, um, you have to spend some time grinding. You know, it's it's that kind of game. Oh.
0: It's a Nick but, game.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, anyway, if that, uh, if that sounds enticing, give it a go.
0: Okay. I'll put it up... Uh, yeah, you can only get it through the dev forum right now. So, well, there's a, in the dev form, there's a link to where you can download it. It's not on itch. I should say it that way. It's not on itch yet. Right. So, yeah. And Nick, uh, Nick fixed the file for me and gave me the file. So that's how I played it because I am not good at doing this stuff either. Although I did somebody, I think it was one of the uh, play jam games would not install right away. Oh, no, it was uh, was a new Itch game. Maybe my game of the week next week. It's a game called Brains. It's a trivia game. And sometimes uh, when the zip file goes up on Itch, there's no PDX in there. And if you Mm -hmm. just rename the file PDX.zip, then it works when you sideload it. And so I felt like a hacker or something.
1: Nice. Congratulations. Yeah.
0: Uh, Um, Thanks also to the Playdate Squad for helping me with that. uh, yeah that was that was an easy fix to get it to
1: work yeah it usually is um so i don't know uh what the deal is but it seemed like a lot of early itch uploads tended to have that problem maybe people Mm -hmm. who don't don't have the hardware yet but have developed a game that's Um, what it
0: sounded like that was the default when you upload to itch i think it's just a dot zip
1: oh okay all right
0: that was my understanding anyway
1: yeah gotta get with the program multiple dots (laughs)
0: <laughs> and i'll talk about more when we get to when we talk about brains but it has a an online leaderboard where it will just create a uh it has a daily challenge mm-hmm. and when you enter the daily challenge it creates a qr code you scan mm-hmm. that and that leads to a, a, a third-party site or whatever where it puts your itch score on there
1: that's a clever it way to do your it.
0: itch account yeah it's cool Oh, and so it links it to your story. itch account. That's cool. Yeah, it brought up my itch name. It was cool. Nice. I mean, I, I guess I had to sign into itch, but it's cool that it uses that. I guess it could use anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your Nintendo, your Steam, your Steam account, or something. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, it was neat. It was a nice little workaround. Yeah. For for creating leaderboards since it's not implemented yet. So since we talked Lovely. about that a week or two ago.
1: Yeah. Yes. So Don. What about your indie game of the week?
0: My indie game of the week, Nick. This might be my favorite playdate game. Really? Yeah, this is definitely the playdate game I played the most. Now, Uh, this is the game when I would turn my playdate on to play like the games of the week. This week, (laughs) I was like, "Oh man, Shift is there? Like, Shift is the last thing I played. Let me just play more Shift." (laughs) So I just kept playing more Shift. (laughs) So Shift is. so here's the description it's a deceptively simple match for game for play date. requires a little strategy a small amount of luck and occasionally a deep breath and a fingers crossed gamble nice. so looking at the screenshots not super exciting looking it looks like a fellow or something <laughs> yeah um Reversing. i did not
1: re-
0: <laughs> yeah i did not read the instructions i just like loaded up and started playing and i did not know what i was doing and was like ah, i don't get it um but then people kept kind of bringing it up on the play date squad. So like, okay, let me read the instructions. And it's, it's actually very simple to play. And I feel like an idiot for not, for not taking the time. Um, so the idea is, yeah, you're just matching four. So you push a, to push the blocks all the way to the end. And they'll either stop when they hit a wall or they'll stop when they hit. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, other blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you push B to suck them towards you, to pull them towards you. And you can use the crank to slide to slide them along. Um, so if it's black or white, they'll kind of all shuffle along in that row. So that's a last stitch move. You have an energy bar. If you don't make a match, it depletes energy. And if you use the crank to change the color, um, it also depletes your energy. So okay. as long as you're making matches, you're in good shape and you can just keep going and going and going. But, uh, It's uh, yeah, it's just super addictive. You start finding these little patterns and it is, it's like a new kind of puzzle game. I mean, having a four by four square isn't this big pattern where you would have something like a, like a Tetris or a Luminous or a Meteos. I mean, other similar kind of match three grids are usually much bigger. And Mm -hmm. so you're used to seeing other kinds of chains. This is such a small grid that it lends itself to its own sort of gameplay. It just feels really, really refreshing. And then, uh, if you really screw yourself and you get down to like no moves left, you'll see like a little dancing play date will show up. (laughs) And I couldn't Uh figure out what that was. And so at the very, very, very bottom of the instructions, basically it tells you, you can shake your play date and it'll just randomly throw up, a. New board, and if there's a match on that board, it fills your energy all the way up, and you can keep going.
1: Oh, neat! It's a last chance.
0: It's a last itch Hail Mary. Um, it only seems to do that like half the time, though. It's very, very random.
1: Pretty good percentage, though.
0: It's it's pretty good. I'm not sure what the percentage is. I would be interested to know. So this was made by Scenic Route uh, Software, Mm -hmm. and it's five bucks. It's four ninety nine on Itch. And I cannot recommend it enough. So good. Oh, look at this. On the uh, on the, their page. Really addictive. <laughs> One of the best games on Playdate. Hello, PD podcast. I saw that. Oh, And I'm quoted further down. let has call me Steam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, right on. Anyway, um, so good. Like, you got to play this thing. And it has a dark mode, too. And he's been Ooh, doing regular nice. updates. So you, instead of using the crank, sometimes I would turn the crank the wrong direction. You yeah. can hold. That's a my to favorite shift. trick. <laughs> right, <laughs> you can dock the crank, and then you can. Hold, he just added this week an update where you can hold A to shift to the left, or uh, hold B nice to shift to the to the right, or vice versa. That's so actually. good. Yeah, which is much better. I got my highest score ever the first game I played with that new uh, control style.
1: Yeah, because I it and was th-
0: mistake free.
1: am I'm, I'm a big fan of um, games that don't require one control scheme Mm -hmm. uh especially when they're crank heavy so unless it's something that's kind of integral to to the game like cranking where Mm. it requires that kind of um nuance uh there's a lot like we talked about the games last week that i felt like having a a, a d-pad control would be um more intuitive in some ways and and maybe a little easier for some players. So it's cool that they've added that to this Mm -hmm. to shift.
0: Yeah. I like it. The crank is a cool gimmick and Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it when it's used as a gimmick, but yeah, I like it more when it's, when it's integral, obviously. And if, if it is a gimmick, give us an alternative. And so I love that, that they took the initiative to give us another, another path.
1: I, I think you said that, much better than I did in many fewer words. No, no, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no, no. Um. Anyway, this is, this is a must
1: buy. Okay. Like, anyway. Believe it or not, I voice. haven't bought it yet, but I will.
0: Nick, I will, I will send you 525 no, no, no. or whatever.
1: It's, uh, it's happening. Sometimes <laughs> it's, it's this so week. good.
0: Yeah. E- very gentle on your hands too. This is a very <laughs> supple game with a velvety touch.
1: Okay. Good yeah. to know.
0: There's a pull quote. <laughs> okay, that's Shift, by the way. Shift.
1: And who uh, developed that?
0: Uh, Scenic Route Software. Link in the show yes. notes. Okay. Yes. So, Nick, should we talk yes. about the big the big dogs this week? What are the big the season, dogs, Don? The season games of the week. Yes. Uh, beep, beep, boppity boop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Beep, boop. Uh, all right. First up, uh, let's talk about Spellcorked. Okay. Let's do it. Made by um, Team Bottle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What a fitting name. I, I <laughs> didn't notice that until just now.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't either.
0: You're, you're messing with a lot of bottles in Spellcork. It is a laid-back, magical gig economy crafting, crafting game. You are a recently graduated young witch trying to thrive in a digital age. With a bit of help <laughs> and a lot of love, fulfill potion orders for people you never meet and try to get the best reviews you can. So, Nick, what did you think about Spellcorked?
1: I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was uh, a little tricky. So uh, the central mechanic is trying to determine what type of potion to create um, based on what uh, the people are requesting. So it plays kind of like coffee talk where you're trying to make a some kind of coffee drink for somebody who's requesting it you're a barista essentially um (laughs) making these magical potions but uh the the trick is that you don't really know especially at first what you're doing at all (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it, it makes it uh very tricky when you're starting to uh provide the content that you need the the first one is pretty easy because i i think if you did it the way that I did it Don and I'd be very interested to hear. Did you just crank that thing to the max the first one you're stirring uh or you're mashing some some components yeah. in in a mortar and with a mortar and pestle. Um and Well
0: you're making coffee so in my yeah, head I wanted to make it beans. look like yeah, yeah ground up coffee yeah.
1: So I just ground them as fine as possible and then mm-hmm. you know that happened to work out. I don't think it was the max. I don't think it was exactly what they wanted, but it was close enough. Um, and then the next one, it, it starts ramping up the mechanics. So um, there are... Are there four di- three different mini-games? Um, uh, I think three. Yeah. There's, there's something couple. like th- three different mini-games, <laughs> yeah. uh, just depending on the ingredients. So Mortar and Pestle is one. Um, another is... You always stir the cauldron, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there's something involving the crank where you're uh, using steam, uh, the, the essence of whatever the thing is. And uh, there's a third one, too, which I forget.
0: <laughs> the steam? Well, you're like feeding feeding tablets to that frog thing. That's the third one. Different yeah. powers of tablets. Um, like tokens so or something.
1: It's... Nothing is really called out, uh, especially at first. So it's mm-hmm. really a game of experimentation. And uh, there's a handy journal that collects um, what you've done and kind of the results of your experiments. And uh, that is useful to refer to, but I found myself not referring to it very frequently. I should mention that I've only played enough of Spelkwork to fill about half of my ingredient shelf. Um, which is probably not very far but uh, it's uh, very engaging um, there are a couple of gimmicky things that it does which I'm not as much of a fan of like uh, at the end of each potion creation session you have to pour the potion using the uh, accelerometer which is fun but that's one of those things like I, I feel it could be optional yeah um, I found it. Uh, Your
0: speed running.
1: <laughs> I I guess so. Um,
0: it's a nice little finishing touch. It it's okay.
1: Um, I I found myself frequently turning the playdate back to normal orientation and then missing uh, part of the stuff that it tells you in the breakdown screen afterwards or. Oh, whatever. I see. Yeah. Um, so there. Uh, that's just me though. So. <laughs> um. Overall, I find this game extremely engaging. The animations are very uh cool and detailed and uh really fun and whimsical. So if uh that sounds like your cup of tea, I think Spellcourt could be for you. Um Don, what did you think?
0: Yeah, the animations uh, I mean, the art and animations just show really show what the Playdate is capable of. Mm-hmm. They really push it probably further than any game has um the transitions from scene to scene and even like even the title screen with like the cat walking by and the tail is sort of uh wiping away the the um loading screen i guess it's just Mm -hmm. like tons of little touches like that are so well done and just fun to look at. And they, they don't get old looking at over and over. And then even when you, when you have your potion, you're pouring like the liquid is really animated, but then it goes into this box and like the box has like a real depth and like mm-hmm. the lid closes and whatnot. It's like lots of little tricks like that. Um, the characters are really cute. Everything just looks really nice. I mean, it's got sort of this late game boy, not even a like game boy Advance, Cause it's even more detailed than that. Almost yeah. like a, a, GameCube quality graphics, I guess like a wind waker almost
1: sort of look. It's, it's gorgeous. In other words, yeah,
0: it's really pretty. Yeah. 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 Um, I like the idea of the, the grimoire, like having all the ingredients and stuff is really cool. Um, but I could not remember what people ordered and then what, uh, what ingredient tied to what power, (laughs) like what, what was love? What was water? What was courage? What was, misery and so finally yesterday i was like i am not having fun flipping back and forth back and forth back and forth before i finally would make the uh potion and then the whole time making the potion i'd have to be like uh weak courage strong misery weak courage strong misery weak courage strong misery like i have to telling myself (laughs) the whole time because i couldn't remember so i just got out a notepad and would just write down i don't have it in front of me but i literally would just write down the recipe uh, and what I was supposed to need, what ingredients I needed.
1: That's something I meant to call out as well. That's that's very helpful. Um, using a physical notepad or a digital I, one. But
0: It would have been nice if I could hit the pause button, if it would bring up the recipe or bring up my <gasps> orders. That's
1: a great idea. Yeah.
0: Um, that one little quality of life thing would have made the game a lot more fun, in my opinion. It, it's not mm-hmm. that it's not a fun game, but I think that would have taken away that frustration element so i could have Mm -hmm. enjoyed the game more yeah Um, because the game itself is like a it's almost like a diner dash sort of thing it's not as stressful as a diner dash type of game but you are just fulfilling orders basically right um there is that trial and error element that you touched on a little bit where you start out not knowing what you're doing Mm -hmm. and then you kind of so you are going to be making mistakes right away and i wish there were multiple save files because there's no way to have, like, a perfect record unless you're just super lucky. I guess you could uh, start over. Yeah, you could, I guess, delete your save and hope for the best. But even <laughs> even on some of them, like, the ones, when you feed the tokens, there will be tokens that have, like, uh, a strong token, a weak token, and a middle token.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: sometimes I would go, okay, I need to go three down, three up, and then one up, you know, to try and, right get a week a week courage or something yeah and i would do it and it wouldn't quite get me there yeah i'm like well i don't understand (laughs) what i did wrong because i thought i had this figured out
1: i that yeah that's another thing i was never quite sure i assumed it always started in the middle but yeah that that, maybe it me a few times too yeah
0: yeah Uh, well and then with your thing of starting a new save that would mean i would have to know which ingredient like um dragon scales or something that means that the like muscular looking guy would be three hours up like i'd have to write all this stuff out ahead of time right right because it there's no way to know the first time you use dragon scales the first couple times you don't know what each token does and -hmm. there's a couple ingredients like that where any of the token ingredients you don't know what the tokens do the first time so it's just a crapshoot. Which is fine and it's interesting, but because it's so based on like you're getting reviews and you're earning eggs.
1: Yeah, it'd, it'd be nice. You're going to get bad reviews. Yeah, I got which a lot is... of bad reviews. Done. <laughs> I got
0: a lot of bad reviews, too. And that doesn't really penalize you for getting bad reviews, which is a nice, a nice thing. Yeah, that's a nice. But the, I want to like the gamer and me wants to get all good reviews.
1: Right. The people pleaser. Um, yeah. That's so, Don, possible. How? How far did you make it in this game, out of curiosity?
0: I almost filled my uh, my ingredient thing. I think I had okay. one or two left that I did mm-hmm. not fill. It kind of felt like like I want. I intended to finish it, but then it just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over. And then I was mm-hmm. getting more and more into the weeds of having to write longer and longer things. And then the text <laughs> is so tiny in your book. Did you notice yeah. the text in your book? Yeah. Yeah. So there is text that tells you, uh, you know, strong is magic, weak is wisdom, but it's very, very tiny. And it's kind of cute that it's tiny, but it's also kind of like, well, I wish it just told me, like, up is wisdom, down is magic or whatever. Not like having to squint and try and read it. Uh, so that, yeah. was, that kind of irritated me a little, and I just got to where I was like, all right, I've played enough. I want to go play more shift. <laughs>
1: Um, I think part of the charm is uh, like in '80s games where you know you've got to kind of figure it out on your own. Um, but I I agree that there are some modern quality of life things that could have been done to uh, to help out. And I I do intend to return to this. I mm-hmm. intended to, f- to finish it, um, but uh, didn't didn't quite make it this week. I'm sorry. Um, uh, however, Don Ryan has some thoughts on this game as well. Um, do you mind if I give them a
0: give them a read? By, by all means, let's hear what he has to say.
1: All right. Uh, imagine Ryan's voice instead of my own. Beep, uh, beep, beep. Right? Yes. Boop, boop. Uh, spell quirked is delightful and satisfying. While the concept for this game is approachable and appealing, a supernatural barista striking out on her own, the spell mixers took a healthy amount of deciphering for me. With that said, even though the new spell ingredients seem to arrive in rapid succession, I found my s- Enjoyment in experimenting with them and eventually getting to know them. I found myself frequently cross-referencing the Whelp reviews and the Grimoire to get a better understanding of which ingredients produced which results. Trying to remember that in conjunction with how much I sliced or smashed the elements prior to mixing was a fun challenge. So I enjoyed the gameplay quite a bit, but I feel like the real star of the show here is the art and animation. Hands down the best of season one thus far. Everything was so thoroughly constructed from the beginning animated white screen and the cat familiar walking across the screen and magicking the scene into existence to the interstitial environmental illustrations as you cycle between sections of your home business. I found myself hurriedly clicking back and forth in an attempt to view all those quirky details and even the fanciful animations of the magical creatures at work. This is the exemplary model of world building among the season one games. Hats off to you, Ryan kingdom, key and concept artist and team bottle what a joy to experience this disney level of attention to detail it also seemed like the development team left no stone unturned when it came to game mechanics using the d-pad a and b buttons crank and even the gyroscope slash motion detection slash whatever nick please correct uh he he means accelerometer to pour the magic elixir upon completion one mechanic i had difficulty with was the cauldron stirring there are five equal sections of a circle that spins slowly inside the cauldron. My first impression was that I needed to turn the crank to make the mixing ladle move at the same velocity as those slowly turning circles, and the width of the half circle was the margin of error that I needed to stay within, uh, the width of the one-fifth circle. Eventually, I figured out that instead I needed to spin slash crank inside the entire circle, uh, by either speeding up my crank to spin closer to the center or slower in order to move further to the outside of the cauldron, I made it there eventually. But for a while, I was experiencing some wildly extended cauldron time. Overall, I found the game mechanics far more engaging and interesting than I expected, and so earnestly appreciate the focus and devotion to art and animation in and Spellcort. So uh, that is that's Ryan's thoughts. Until we get into ranking, so are are we are we ready, Don?
0: Yeah, I forgot all about the uh, the stirring. I didn't understand the stirring for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then I finally realized the, the circles were getting smaller. I didn't even notice for yeah, for forever. And then I was trying to match that my my ladle could... Oh, well, excuse me. I didn't notice that my ladle was moving towards the center. And then I, when I finally noticed that and it was, would match it, the stirring was so much faster.
1: So here's a uh, humble brag. I never had any trouble with the stirring i i just i guess i intuited it um oh wow i I always knocked it out like really quickly so i don't know nice i don't know why um but um you were born under a
0: blood moon nick
1: (laughs) i was born to stir Mm -hmm. so um speaking of stirring that pot uh let's let's rank this okay
0: well uh do you want to give ryan's ranking since it's Right here in front of us.
1: Uh, well, it was, and then I clicked away. And oh. now I'm back. Okay. Uh, Ryan says, this slips into the top half of my preferred season one games at number eight of 18 this week. If not for my interest in quick scoring games these days, it might be even higher. Tremendous showing from Team Bottle. So, Don, where would you put uh, put this?
0: I would put it at number eight, right under Executive Golf. Right above Questy Chest. What about you, Nick?
1: I would put it at number 12, right above Star Sled.
0: Very good. So this is episode nine. Yeah, we're past the halfway mark. Sound by a shell in the pit. So many shell in the pit games this last half of the season. <laughs>
1: That's cool. They do yeah. great work. Mm-hmm. So, um, Don, what's the what's the next game?
0: Did you say Ryan's?
1: Uh, yeah, he was oh, number did. eight. Oh
0: uh the next game is inventory hero made by panic inventory hero is a frantically paced role-playing game where you leave the exploration and the monster battles to the computer so you can focus on the true meaning of adventure managing your inventory drop <laughs> the trash evict equip the good stuff save the potions for a rainy day and remember to watch out for rabbits so this was designed by Stephen Frank, code by James Moore, and art by Nevin Mergen. Uh, Stephen Frank, it says, is the when you click on his thing, it just says co-founder of Panic. It's just a business card website. Hmm. And then uh, Nevin Mergen and James Moore uh, um, have also worked for Panic, but they also made Black Box or excuse me, Black Bar. Did you ever play Black Bar on
1: mobile? No, never heard of it.
0: Well, it's a really good game. Black bar is a brilliant game by Ron Gilbert. that's the very first quote on the page. Uh, you should try it. it's a uh, it's like a reading it's a text game with uh, like words omitted because it's been heavily edited. <laughs> it came out like ten years ago so I it's been a long time since I played it, but um, it was like known as one of the best mobile games of the time. It's like a really cool puzzle game. I had no idea they they did it, but when I was looking at their... Um, bios today. I saw that
1: Ron Gilbert, creator of monkey Island loves it. So yeah, that's why I have to give it it a shot. Nick. Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) definitely worth a look. So anyway, um, inventory hero. So the idea is you're running along sort of classic RPG fashion and you kill a thing. You don't, you don't kill a thing. Your character kills a thing and it drops something. It drops loot and it could either be garbage or it could be a sword or a potion or armor or something. And your whole thing is you're just dropping that trash or equipping it. A and B, A and B, dropping, equipping, and so eventually you're killing so much stuff that your inventory is full. You have six slots, and they're either full of stuff, and you're trying to clear stuff out, so you're getting more good stuff, or uh, you don't you don't want to miss anything good. Basically, yeah, you're constantly organizing your inventory, which I normally hate in games, but this makes it really fun. <laughs> And you you level up as you go, of course, and gain XP, and you're kind of keeping an eye on your health bar. And you keep an eye on all your stats. There's like a little uh, image of your character, so you can see all your different armor, your shoes, and your axe, and your shield and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it throws some curveballs at you. Occasionally, there's a boss. Occasionally, there's rabbits, as it mentions, and rabbits populate, and they fill up your inventory. And there's a couple other curveballs, but there's also, everything has a really funny name, which I loved, but it's also, you're going through stuff so fast, you miss a lot of the funny stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like a lot of the random garbage. Um, <laughs> it There's text prompts for what everything is, but I, I couldn't read it all, unfortunately. Um, anyway, but Nick, what, what did you think?
1: Uh, I really enjoyed this game. I felt like uh, it was a great um, pickup in, and- play and, you know, it It basically plays itself. So the interaction that you have as a player is just deciding what to do with the inventory that you have. Um, I found myself constantly engaged despite the game, you know, just kind of proceeding on autopilot <laughs> up in the little window in the upper right, um, just dealing with the inventory. Essentially, each successful hit that you make on a, a given enemy, you get a new thing, um, be it a piece of junk or uh, a piece of junk that can be used as uh, sandals or whatever. Um, it's, it's really fun and uh, endearing. And um, I loved reading the descriptions and because I was not paying hardly any attention to the action that was happening on the screen um, up above, I had a lot of time to devote to reading the descriptions and uh, paying attention to the paper doll inventory. Every hit that the enemy makes upon you, at least, um, with the scrub level items that I was getting, uh, knocks off a piece of armor. So um, you're kind of constantly trying to uh, maintain your health and add things to your inventory, uh, to to your wearable inventory, upgrading your weapons, hopefully, um, those kind of things. And it behooves you to pay attention to the uh, damage rating of each weapon that you earn. Do your weapons break? Do you know Don? Yeah, they do. They do. They wear okay, out.
0: they were out eventually.
1: Okay, um, I I was swapping fairly frequently, uh, even mm. if they were slightly lower damage ratings to prevent that in case that was a thing, but mm. um, I I never experienced a weapon breakage. Um, I only made it to there's multiple stages, um, and I only made it to the second stage, so not very far. Uh, overall, wow. yeah, you and Ryan we're posting your scores in the discord and i <laughs> open you know widened my eyes quite a lot because uh that was way higher than i got in the game but i didn't have much time to play it unfortunately oh. so um i look forward to playing more of it uh, the mechanics of it are so simple and fun and it's such a a great little <laughs> this is said lovingly but it, but a great little time waster um that uh, I really can't wait to, to play more of it.
0: I I was instantly in love with this game, mm-hmm. with Inventory Hero. Uh, there's just so much charm in, in here, and I have made it to the end of the game, my first playthrough. Whoa. And really, I only had one, of all the times I played it, I only had one bad round where I died really, really quickly. Um, that was a, kind of a problem for me, is that the games were so long. Okay the game time was about twenty minutes every time I played it. whoa, and it just got to where I kind of like ran out of steam and stopped paying attention to stuff.
1: Well done, you gotta do bad like i do. <laughs> no uh you you get to the i'm not i
0: don't wanna spoil anything, but you get to you get to the end of the game, and I guess the enemies do keep coming um. I don't know. Like the gameplay doesn't really change that much at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And just 20 minutes of sort of doing the same frantic action was a little much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I wish at a certain point I wanted more variety or to beat the game maybe or something. Um, I don't know. It's something to change. Okay. So, so while I really liked it, it just, there's just something where I didn't want to keep doing it. Like
1: not quite there for you. Yeah, it
0: was just too long. Like, I'd rather do this for five minutes rather than 20 minutes. I'd rather mm-hmm. do this f- for five minutes, four times in a row, even rather than 20 minutes, if that makes sense. OK, like, I love I love roguelikes and I'll play the same first stage over and over and over. Right. But I want like if they if they were able to work in some sort of like o- overarching progress or like you, something would sort of, you know, get better and better as you go, permanent progression. Something I'm not sure how you would add that to this type
1: of game, but you know what game this reminded me of?
0: Hmm.
1: Ranger in the Ruins,
0: maybe, but <laughs> but in that you have the drain fighting you. I mean, that's a pinball game that pinball roguelike that Nick made, but you can't keep a ball, a pinball alive forever, right? There is a, a very difficult thing about keeping a pinball going, whereas pushing A and B, I could do that all day.
1: I see. Uh,
0: worst case scenario you push b and clear your inventory all the time or you push a and eat your inventory all the time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um delicious uh, inventory nick and i are leaving out a lot of a lot of stuff because we don't want to spoil it like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of nuance in the in the actual inventory itself that i think are fun surprises yeah and i would i I would rather not say what they are um Ryan tries to spoil them, but I'm going to try and not spoil it, <laughs> in, it. His, in his <laughs> review. Um, but anyway, yeah, it is, it is really charming. It's just I wish it had like a little bit of a different hook uh, to keep me coming back to it. Except for that one weird run where like, I had no, I was getting no armor and no shields and no health. I forget what it was. But it was just like trash <laughs> and shoes or something. That's, That's all I much... was getting. And then I just died right away.
1: Oh, <laughs> I tend to get. So I'm looking forward yeah. to having the epic dawn run here next time I try it.
0: <laughs> Every other run was super long. So I'm I'll wow. sure get it. Yeah. Huh. And they're really cool levels. The, there's yeah. so much creativity in here. And the graphics are really cool and charming. The art style is really great. So. There's you know what's funny
1: is that both of the, not both of these games, but uh, the the indie game that I picked and then Inventory Hero both remind me of '80s PC games a lot. Um, hmm. So I, I'm I'm kind of here for uh, the revival of '80s PC games. I think so. Through, think through so. the playdate.
0: Next sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me look at Ryan's notes. Okay, Ryan's thoughts on Inventory Hero. Inventory here is a speedy, quirky take on a sword and sorcery genre. Leave it to panic to really mix things up. I'm assuming Nick will have a comparison for this game, but I've never played anything like it. Initially, this took me two or three games to warm up to it, as there's a lot of information on the screen and not much time to process it while you're frantically trying to sort through the products being cast your way. Once I made my way through a couple of games, though, I really began to appreciate the wild and wacky experience. Another learning curve was how to defeat the first boss. I swear I was just inventory sorting for a good 20 minutes before I gave up. Uh, Thanks to Don, I now understand that a certain item can be used, scrolls are important, and I managed to progress a certain uh, amount past that first boss. The artwork is fun, but because there's so much information lining the outside edges of the screen, the real estate devoted to the actual action is quite small And therefore, I'd say that artwork is a bit minimal by by necessity. But props to Nevin Mergen for arting what he was able to, what he was able in the couple of pixels he was was allotted. Excuse me. Ryan's got that certain timbre, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Finally, if you're able to multitask and sort fast enough during gameplay, you might even catch a glimpse of some kooky and fun a word intentionally repeated, objects you're dealt. All in all, I had a great time with Inventory Hero. If there's a completion, I've not yet reached it. But I'll keep trying to traverse the various lands in my five-fingered shoes and defend myself against monsters with my bedtime pillow. Great work with this fun and idiosyncratic title, Panic. So, there you go. Did you see the slot machine
1: when you played? Slot machine? No, I don't think so.
0: There is sort of a slot mechanic... Almost a bit like uh, like Super Mario 3, I guess. Like, you match three things, you you push stop to stop each reel.
1: Super Mario match- 2? Uh,
0: I thought it was Super Mario 3 where you match the three, like, you match the star, three parts of the star, and it gives you the star.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah.
0: See, so if you match the three reels, it gives you whatever you match. Gotcha, um, anyway. There is a little break with that now and then. I forgot to mention that, but
1: But not enough for Don. Not enough. <laughs> um, not enough. That sounds cool. Yeah, I haven't hadn't hit that yet.
0: It comes up like maybe twice a game. I don't know if it's random. I guess I didn't pay attention to which levels it's between. Okay. Anyway, should we should we rank let's, it? Is there anything else you want to say? Let's rank it. All right.
1: Um, let's start with Ryan.
0: Ryan says, ranking at number 11, this doesn't break into the top half of my preferred Season 1 games, but it's awfully close.
1: Nice. Um, I would put this at number 9, right above Lost Your Marbles and below Omaze. How about you, Don?
0: I've got it at number 6, right under Omaze, right above Demon Quest 85. I really like it. I just want uh, shorter rounds. I just want an ending, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and it does show you on your main screen your high score, which I do like that.
1: And your highest uh, level, right? Or is that your score? Is that the same I guess thing?
0: so. I hadn't really thought of it, but somebody, maybe it was somebody on our Discord posted a screenshot of their highest level instead mm-hmm. of that main screen. It didn't occur to me that's what it was ranking, but that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, well, done fun week this week. Uh, do mm-hmm. miss Ryan, though. Hopefully he'll be back next week. His uh, time travel adventure will be finished at that time. But uh, is there anything else happening in Playdate land we need to discuss?
0: I don't think so. All right. um, uh, next week is my last week of season oh, titles. Next Monday.
1: Really? Yeah. Then I'll have to start supplying you with two games a week.
0: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to start developing two
1: games a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for you.
0: Just for me. Can't wait. Yep. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the show. You can check us out, playdatepodcast.com uh, or Twitter, hello pd Podcast, or catch us on the Discord, etc. Uh, all of our social stuff is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week.
1: Thanks, everybody.